Today's podcast is brought to you by Green Roads. You probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of CBD, and as a consumer, you must find the product that works best for you. Green Roads has hooked us up with some incredible products, and we want to share our experience with you. Green Roads has over 30K five-star reviews. That's 30,000, and you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. They're an amazing place, the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. by market share. They have award-winning products across the board. They were founded and formulated by pharmacists and even have QR codes on all of their packaging, which link to independent lab test results so you know exactly what you're getting every single time and they have a massive selection including oils topicals edibles beverages and more so whatever it is you're looking for green roads has you covered visit them today and remember to use that dnvr20 code to get 20 percent off your entire purchase Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. And today we are answering y'all's questions. What, am I not lovely? You're lovely. Of course, everyone. Everyone on this show but me is lovely. We already, we've established this at this point. Okay. You don't have the baby blues like Blaze does, though. So, you know, you gotta you gotta work with what you got. I gotta you gotta be fair with that. Uh, answering listener questions today, whether it be on a Twitter as we put out the call before the show, we'll probably also answer some in the live chat as well. Uh, let, let's just kick it off where, where where we're starting things. AJ, the fear in the Stanley Cup Final. Who's who's got you afraid in the East? Um, a couple of teams have me a little bit afraid. Uh, if you're not afraid at all of Tampa Bay, you're a little crazy. Um, Andre Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the NHL right now. He is going crazy this year. I mean, Tampa Um, is the model the Avs want to be, right? Like, not not to a T. The Avs have taken it to an extreme. They don't have the Victor Hedmans of the world. They truly have embraced the size unnecessary skating good <laughs> topic. Yeah. Uh, but that's what Tampa, stylistically at least, that's exactly what Tampa is. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tampa's really good. They have a ton of talent. They're stacked top to bottom. And their goalie is going crazy pants. All right. I need all y'all to calm down with the lovely nonsense. Not everybody um, at DNVR can be lovely. 
All right. I tell you though, uh, the two teams, two teams that do make me really nervous. Thank you. <laughs> also, Chair Force One is hilarious. Yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> um, the Islanders and the Hurricanes. I don't want any part of those teams. The Islanders, the Islanders want to play the the same kind of way that the Abs do right now. Like this version of the Abs yeah. is an elite defensive team. <laughs> those are all going to be one nothing games. I, and Varley, he feeling it this year. <laughs> I just don't want any part of Semyon Varlamov in the in a Stanley Cup final. All right. So when Varley breaks his groin in a month, then the Avs will be fine against the Islanders. Uh, I I think Carolina is similar similar to Tampa Bay. There's a little bit of fear there, but also you know that series would be an absolute blast. Like that would be some fun hockey to wrap things up if that was the Cup final. No, no. why not? If you want a fun series, it's Toronto. I mean that—that's not fun. That's like nonsense. Like, like that, you're barely even playing hockey at that point. And it would be so <laughs> personal for me if if it was Toronto. I would. <laughs> that is a that is an area in which the media hat would just fail to exist. <laughs> I would be. I've I've always balanced those two things. Um, you know, just sure from a media perspective, wanting the ads to do well, and then you know, wanting the ads to do well because the bar would be banana pants and popping, and you know, ads fans are so much more fun when they're winning most of the time. I I gotta Um, be honest though, like if Toronto's in the finals, I don't think you're gonna find many news media outlets that have no uh no <laughs> stake in that game like they're all going to be rooting for somebody if Toronto's in the final so uh Colin that guy's already the most insufferable person on Twitter <laughs> which is saying something given that some of the avalanche fans that exist <laughs> who I am not worried about offending because they definitely are not watching our show I mean hey respect like what you like yeah, shut up about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know. Like, none of these teams are, like, super strike the fear into me. No, none of them. And I always tell people, you, why would you be afraid of anybody in the final? You're yeah. in the final. They're just as afraid of you. Like, you think, you think there's any – do you think there's any single team right now in the entire NHL that's like – I'd love to play Colorado in the finals. Are you high? (laughs) You want to play a world beater, great player like Nathan McKinnon, who in his entire NHL career has shown himself to be a killer, a spectacular (laughs) postseason performer. Then you want to throw in the defense that Colorado has built. Then you want to throw in Philip Grubauer, arguably in the midst of his strongest year to date. You want all that smoke? <laughs> and if they get to the cup finals, like you're not talking about injuries. Whatever injuries happen, they overcame. They're in the cup finals. You're not talking about underperformance. You're not talking about any of that stuff that we worry about keeping the abs from getting there. You talk to, if you're looking at, if other people are looking at Carl and saying, I don't want them in the finals. It's because they they blew through all of that noise, and they're there. 
That means they've lived up to their potential, and you do not want this Avalanche team. Oh, boy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you do not want this Avalanche team at, at full potential. You just don't. You hope they keep humming along somewhere at like 85% of their capacity. Yep. Because they uh, they mad dangerous at 100%, and even close to 100%. It's They are a tough team that teams want to avoid, I think, pretty clearly. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, is it really just Vegas? I mean, St. Louis does not look scary, to be honest. So St. Louis has a we, – we haven't talked about this at all, but St. Louis has had so many injury yeah. issues of their own. They are – league leading in man games lost by like a lot <laughs> so like, well and it's like high impact injuries too not yeah. like like the abs the injuries that they've suffered have been some some important ones and uh, to be with you i'm with zach in the chat here i still think vegas is overrated i'm i'm just not afraid of the vegas golden knights in a seven game series they present problems it's not to say i think the abs would sweep i just i like colorado's chances that's all. That's how I feel about it. And nothing that's happened so far this year has moved me off of that. St. Louis, I like less and less every day. And I came into the season extremely tepid on them. I don't know if you can be extremely tepid because it's kind of goes against the definition of tepid, but that's how I feel. I am like, they are room temperature. Advanced averageness. Yeah, straight up. Like they, <laughs> I, just I I'm more worried about Minnesota. But that's mostly because it's a short season and they don't have the extra 30 games for some of the magic to wear off. Uh, think about the 13-14 Fs, okay? Uh because that's the kind of uh, as our super chat here. Yeah, literally to, touching on this. That was that was great timing. Um <laughs> That Minnesota has a feel like the 13-14 M's. Like, that's a talented team. There are some guys on that team. There are some good players, definitely. But they're rocking like a 10-40 PDO. Yep. They, they are wildly outplaying their underlying metrics. And their underlying metrics are good, too. It's not – It's the, that abs team was bad. They they had bad underlying metrics and they just outscored all of their problems. But I just don't know that Minnesota can keep that up personally. I, you know, I'm sorry that I'm not sold that Joel Erickson Eck and Nick Benino and Victor Rask are all of a sudden high flying centers. I'm just I'm just not. All these guys having big years at the same time has really big playoff flame out energy we've seen how that goes yep i i don't disagree is minnesota really a above 10 percent shooting hockey team at five on five like you said they have dudes kaprizov is incredible he's he's awesome he's, he's a real deal absolutely legit but they had to scratch zach parise the other night and they're still getting these results yeah you wonder I mean, about sustainability for sure. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that they they have a fifty or fifty six games this year. I keep wanting to yep. say fifty eight. Five six. That um, it's a fifty six game schedule. Like, imagine had the Abs not had to play eighty two games, writing you know, and they got to play a playoff round or two while Lady Luck was still on their side. Yep. Maybe they win a couple of rounds that year. 
imagine but, if the Habs didn't have to play the last like three months of sixteen seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon, dude. Never too soon. I still wake up in cold sweats thinking about some of those games. I would just be sitting down in the arena. I would just be like settling in. I've got my stale popcorn. I've got my Pepsi. I'm just hanging out. Said hi to a couple of the scouts that I like to chat up. And then I look down on the ice and they're down to nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they're the worst offensive team in the league. So they're definitely not coming back from this. Let's see how the next two and a half hours go. And that's how the, every game would go that year. Sounds about right. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> anyway, let's tackle uh let's ta- let's tackle some questions. Yeah, let's get into some questions we got on Twitter. Uh first one coming from Julian. Wanted to ask AJ, at what point do you rest guys or at least have that conversation when approaching the home stretch? Obviously making the playoffs, but do they risk it going all in to win the division if it's close? Yeah. What's close? Is it four points or is it it eight points? But I think as long as they are, let's say like 12 points above a playoff spot. Let's say as long as that happened, um, you can, you can pick spots to rest guys. I probably wouldn't rest the big guns. Um, but I think there are some depth guys that you could get away with. Here, have a night off. Just keep some fresh legs. I mean, we've know? already talked about the rotation potential of Jost, Comfer, and uh, yeah, Belmar. Oh yeah. yeah, Belmar, O'Connor, those those cats. Absolutely, 100%. Um, I would also give the occasional, like I would give uh, on a back-to-back, maybe you give a Devontae's a day off or a Sam Gerrard a day off. Um. Dude's playing 28 minutes a night. Yeah. Yeah. This is is assuming later on in the year that by at least Byron and McCarr have returned. Yeah. Um, Whatever the status of EJ and Timmons and all these other cats are, we'll see. But uh, I think what we've seen out of McDonald and and Renuff especially gives you confidence that you can, you can get away with one of those guys in a depth role for a night. So. Yeah. I I want to. I would. I would say if you're in striking distance, you don't do you don't do a lot of it. You don't do it at the same time. But if you're within a couple of points, and you know we're going to start to see some of these other teams, especially after the trade deadline, shift trade into around. yeah serious. We're playing the kids mode. Yep. Um, so you know, but I think LA is probably headed there. Um, Anaheim. Kind you know, of I think, I think, I think <laughs> Anaheim is a team that will definitely be leaning heavily into that. Uh, San Jose doesn't really have any young guys to just come in and play, so they're, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're screwed, man. <laughs> so I'm not worried about that. But uh, I think that the uh, the those teams, when they start to really lean into it, if there's like a back-to-back against some of those teams, maybe you just rest a bunch of dudes and you just play a bunch of your taxi squad guys for a game. Later on in the year, yeah. you know, where you can just get some rest. I mean, two two other questions that we have that kind of piggyback off of this question. The first one comes from Kyle. Is the level they are writing group sustainable, given he hasn't faced a ton of shots as of late, but can he keep playing 90% of the games? No. It's it's bad for him. So. You're, just, you're just, they're taking too big of a chance. I am more and more convinced all the time that they know 
Frankie's timeline and they know it's before the season ends and they're just trying to get by. Yep. I also think that they would have an interest in finding another guy, but they're not, I I don't know that they're going to go get a Hutchinson type this year. I think the idea that they're looking at Joe Jonas is pretty accurate. Yeah. I I think it's instructive. I think that it tells you, okay, they're looking at a guy that maybe they could envision being the backup next year. You know, like we know that Frankie's under contract, but if he can't be trusted, then he can't be trusted. Yep. You know, the injuries, you just don't get long injury leash in this league. Especially at the goaltender position. Yeah. So, and that's about to be one of the most po- competitive positions. Uh, with Werner and Ann. Yeah, and- with Werner and Annan in next year, and Hunter Miska still in the AHL under contract. Yep. It's about to be one of the most competitive positions in the organization at and at the pro level. So I think that it's interesting that they're they're taking a look at Joe Jonas. Uh and that they're, you know, the <laughs> I kind of hope they trade for him so we can just keep calling him Joe Jonas. <laughs> I know Ali's sitting back there like, who the hell are they talking about? But you know, nobody tell her. I want to call him Jojo, though. Okay, that's also okay. And every time he gives up a softie, we can talk about his bizarre adventures. Where my weeb's at, all right? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the other question that uh, does piggyback off of this conversation comes from Luke. Given how St. Louis has underperformed and Minnesota has overperformed, who would you rather see the Avs get in the first round? I don't care. Doesn't matter. I would probably say Minnesota because I absolutely positively do not trust the abs going into St. Louis under any circumstances. <laughs> I wouldn't trust the abs to beat the Eagles as, as long as that game was played in St. Louis. That is a true house of horrors for them. And it has been since that, since the abs were the Nordiques, they are historically awful, 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 awful in St. Louis. And I don't want any of that. That's just my big fear there. I just it's funny though because the blues are atrocious at home so far this season. But I'm not messing with that. That's that's major voodoo energy that homeboy don't want to play with. <laughs> don't want none, won't be none. Just stay away from it. All right. So so realistically the only reason you're playing for top seed in the division then is for home ice in round two. Uh yeah. Home ice so you don't have to go into the fortress. You think you want to go? I don't want to go into. I don't want to go into Vegas four times. No more night. That said, again, historically the abs are just fine against Vegas, and they're they've been they're a short history in that building for sure. Yep. Yeah, this is this has been Vegas's most successful regular season against the abs at two and two. <laughs> yep. All right. On that note, we can take our first period break as we are sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. They also have amazing seltzers, which you can grab at a local liquor store near you. Highly recommend you check those out and come on down to the DNVR bar where we uh, have expanded hours now. We're back to the 2 a.m. last call. So when the Avs do the thing and actually win hockey games, you can hang out and drink more and party it out. So do that. 1 a.m., not 2. Oh, it's 1 a.m.? Okay. Yeah. 
My bad. Dang. The Avs are up to a 91.6% chance to make the postseason. That's pretty good. That's Boy, pretty okay. I'm glad we spent all of last week talking about it. <laughs> we are also sponsored by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. Highly recommend you check this stuff out, whether it's aches and pains, migraines, joint pain, IBS, many other things it's been known to help with. And it can give you your daily coffee as well. You get 20% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR20. And on your second purchase, you get 25% off with code DNVR25. So they got you covered for two purchases there. Good deal. Get on it while you still can. Highly recommend course also highly recommend you go on over to the dnvr.com and become a member so you can hang out in the dnvr lounge get access to all of our amazing content over there not just avalanche but nuggets broncos rockies as well we even have rugby going on all sorts of cool stuff so go check it out if you haven't tried it yet the the your first month is seriously like 50 cents or something if you do the monthly package so just do that just to try it. And if you love it, then you can stick around and, and be part of the gang. I'm so I'm I'm so on edge about a manscaped read that you said monthly package and my I just immediately <laughs> went like where are we headed? Yeah. And then, I, I make sure AJ never checks the read list because he never knows. So I, I gotta keep everyone on their toes. I, I don't have to do that anymore, man. This is why we hired a host. <laughs> I don't have to learn about that stuff anymore. It's so great. <laughs> All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. DNVR golf as well. Yes, the, the, the golf awesome. pros are awesome. We love them. I wish I could do their job, but I'm not good enough at golf, so. Also, just some little like heads up. There's a lot of stuff coming with the NVR Golf um, for when golf season starts. So keep an eye out on that Twitter. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of like fun tournaments, little things like that. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to be in on it. Rudo, are you going to be in oh, on yeah. it? Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll lose some more, uh, more match play or something. I'm excited because my goal this summer is to get better at golf. So. We're like we're like two years away from hosting the DNVR Open. On yeah, Walmart. like it's Walmart. coming. It's totally coming. It's, this is definitely a thing that's happening <laughs> at some point. <laughs> All right. So next question. Most likely Av to be traded for an upgrade to the NHL roster. This also includes prospects uh, picks. What's the what are the Avs most likely to get rid of as far as assets are concerned? Um, when, when the question is most likely player to get traded for an upgrade, I, I really think the dark horse here is Francois. Yeah. Um, because just the money, yep. money in, money out. It's, it's I mean, tight. You, it's tight. If you, if you're, if you're Detroit and you're going to lose John Bernier, you just send him to Colorado for Francois straight up and okay. You know, Frankie's hurt right now, but he was good last year. You get a $2 million goaltender for next year. And that could you know, be a starter on that team. Yeah. Like, and you know, you maybe you have a, you have a really good player on your hands. You, you know, maybe we'll see, but then that way you cash in on your, on your expiring asset and get something of value. So I think, yeah, I, I definitely think that Francis is the dark horse there. I like the answer. Um, I know everybody wants it to be JT Comfort. 
I honestly, I, think I feel like that's why the question got asked. I think the most likely is probably pick your least favorite prospect in the top hundred picks. Um, I think that there was. I think there's a better chance than ever that it's uh, that Timmons. Yeah, sure. They I'm might really like him, but just seeing how. Byram's already made the jump, essentially. Well, I would say seeing how sort of misfit he was on the defense this year, where it was just like, this guy guy could be a really good NHL player, but it's a fair question to wonder if it'll happen here, just seeing how they want to How do the Avs get maximum value out of it, sure. So um, that, like, in my my dream world at the deadline, Connor Timmons at a first-round pick goes to Nashville for Matias Eckholm. And then it's, uh, you absolutely do not want this smoke come postseason time. That's a pretty good, pretty good defense. Yeah. Because then, because then you have a, you have Matias at home, Bowen Pyram, Devon Taves, and Sam Gerrard as four lefties to just pick from. All right. We're solving this debate once and for all with this super chat about hot dogs being a taco. I hate questions like this, guys. They're not fun for me. We're answering this once, and then we're done. This is the rules. It's the cube rule. One flat piece is toast. Top, bottom, sandwich. Three sides, taco. The full roll is sushi. If it's a bowl, it's a bowl. If you have a calzone, that means the entire thing's covered. I would also just like to shout out Parks and Rec as a show that calzones were like a running joke for Ben. <laughs> and when he was trying out food for his wedding and the calzone made him sick, he was like, the calzone betrayed me. Amazing. And it's one of like my favorite television moments ever because it's so, it's such like a, a tiny running joke of the show. And it's incredibly funny. I love when he, um, Oh, let me get the banner. Out it's of okay. Nobody needs to see my face. Um, no, because you're lovely. Remember? No, see, if, it was like home improvement. I was like the neighbor Wilson, just like talking <laughs> over the fence right there. One of my favorite things about Parks and Rec with that calzone is when he needs to bake the pie because he's like taking over for Leslie and he's just like, it's it's just a dessert calzone. I know how to do that. <laughs> Such a good show. So sad it's off of Netflix. Yes, it does adequately address burritos. Burritos are a calzone. Done. <laughs> Easy. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, now that we're near the midpoint of the season, who do you think has been the team's biggest surprise, biggest disappoint, biggest disappointment, and MVP? This question kept me up last night. Oh boy, here we go. Um, I was actually I was falling asleep and I was thinking about it. Like, who would be the MVP? Um, for me, it's Philip Grubauer. Yeah, I I think I would agree. Um, there's probably a case for Miko Rantanen in there too, but the the inconsistency there, I think you have to give it to Grub. It, the dude is putting together a season where, look, yes, over the past handful of games, the Avs defense has been ridiculously elite and it's been very good across the course of the year but 16 straight games giving up less than 30 shots on goal which is great it's great that you have a great defense but there are two games this year that Grubauer has not given them a chance to win would you even say that 
I mean, I'd say the f- first game of the year where he gives up four. And whoa, boy, I have a hard time putting that on group hour. I, I, I'm not saying it's group's fault, but it, you know, the, the magic number is if you hold a team to three, you have a chance to win the game. Fair if you enough. hold, if you hold the team to two, you should win the game. Fair enough. Uh, and then the, the San Jose blowout game was not good for group, but if it you're talking finish, about, it didn't finish well, but he gives up multiple breakaway goals and all the damage was really done in the third period. Yeah, for sure. It, like he kept it in him for two periods and then, you know, things fell apart in the third. Yeah. And, but even then, like we're talking the Minnesota about Minnesota game too. Yeah, you could throw the gotten, Minnesota game into both of those games got away from the abs at the end. But this dude has the second most wins of any goaltender in the league right now. So it's yeah. hard to argue against that. Well, and, and I posted a thing today that uh, showed that goal save, um, the, the goal saved above the expected. He's like sixth in the NHL right now. Yep. So he's really been. He's been rock steady on a team full of massive inconsistencies. Yep, so, I, I don't disagree there. Uh, I, I would say I would say he's the MVP for now. The steadying force on a ship that's going like this. <laughs> it's a, definitely a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. Disappointing. I see Brad Francis's comment here. Uh, I think it has to be JTC or Graves, and probably <sighs> almost certainly JTC. AJ's thinking hard on this one. I. Look, I'll start with the Belmar conversation, right? Because his production is literally non-existent. But you live with that. Was an empty nickel. Yep, and that's that's bad. Like, there's no getting around the fact that that's bad. But compared to expectations, you're not asking Belmar to score a ton more than that. If he has four points right now, you feel okay with it. You're still like, hey, this needs to get better. But you're not you're not looking at it like, oh my god, is this guy actually not going to score again this year? Yeah, we're halfway through the year, homies. <laughs> he has one point. Yep. So, um, the reason the reason I struggle with Graves Graves is a real problem for me because the eyes are telling you that, oh my god, this guy is just. It's not so happening. inconsistent, yeah. and the bad the bads are just so bad. glaring. And the highs are not high like they were last year. He hasn't. He has not scored. Yep. He continues to shoot like a madman. And to be honest with you, it bothers me way less than it bothers other people. It's like Evan's biggest pet peeve. Yeah, for sure. It does not bother me at all. To that level. Um, not to say that I like it, just that I'm not like, oh my God, stop it! It's whatever. Um, but with Graves, Graves has also been put in a tough spot this year where, look, last year he got put next to Kale McCarr and his role was very clearly defined the entire year. There was a comfort zone that Ryan Graves got to play in that he has not had this year. And it's not so much that he played next to McCarr last year. It's that he predominantly played next to McCarr. He played the same role 
and was asked to do the same thing every single game. All right. We need you to play roughly the same number of minutes every game, depending on what happens with the PK. And then we need you to just anchor Kale McCarr. Go. And this year, his role and his partners, everything is its all over the place. All over the place. Some of the best hockey that we've seen out of Ryan Graves has come in the last week. And what's been the big change? He's stapled next to Sam Gerrard. I don't think I don't think that it's that Kale McCarr pulled him up. I don't think it was Sam Gerrard pulling him up. I think it's consistency. I think it's him being comfortable in a given role. It's him being able to settle into a job and just say, "All right, this is what I'm doing right now." Well, and it's it's very straightforward. It's very black and white. There's no Venn diagram. Time is a flat circle on this one. I just think he's he's so much better when he can just do his thing. And where I think that JTC has been the bigger disappointment is that his role this year is identical to the role that he's pretty much had his entire Avalanche career, and he has been awful. He's been non-existent on offense. He's nowhere near the defender that the, the, the coaching staff treats him as. And he hasn't had any of the uh, the ups and downs and crazy nonsense that Ryan Graves has had to deal with. This, None of that. The So here's what I'll say. I, I think the thing with Graves a little bit, it doesn't look this bad if the Avs have a healthy defensive core for him. Because right now he's the third best defenseman on this decor. And there is no fallback plan. If he's having an off night, the Avs can't just go, all right, we'll play him less. Yeah, it's you got to do it because we can't mm-hmm. play Greg Patteron for six minutes and for 16 minutes a night. Like, could you imagine if they couldn't play him for six minutes? Oh, yeah, that'd be uh, we'd be seeing Kyle Burroughs at that point. But yes, uh, Kyle Burroughs. <laughs> but welcome to my side. Let's go, Kyle Burroughs. <laughs> so, you know, there's there is a little bit of circumstance there where when Graves has an off night, it shows up because the Avs don't have a choice. He's overexposed uh, and, and because of something totally out of his control. Something that doesn't really ever happen to JT. Yeah, JT, and, JT's been exposed in the role that he's always known his entire NHL life. And the bigger problem for me with JT is you look at Ryan Graves, and even when he's playing poorly, you can at least lean back and say, here's a good defensive play. Here's a good penalty kill. There are positives somewhere if you look for them. And there are a lot of nights with JT where the best thing you can say about him is you didn't notice him. Yep. And that's just not good enough for a 3C. Yep. I think so. I think individually it's definitely JT, but collectively it's got to be Colorado's bottom six. Yeah, sure. I I, just, the scoring has been a struggle, man. I, I mean, to say it's a struggle is so generous, dude. <laughs> I mean, look at it. I. So Val Nachushkin finally started to break out of it because now he's got nine points and great. Like you're feeling completely fine. You wish that those nine points had been spread out a little bit more, but you're completely fine. The only guy that's done an acceptable level of scoring has been Jonas Donskoy. And we know that that's driven by him shooting 32%. It's the shooting is off the chain for Donskoy right now. Yeah. And but I you're... think Evan tweeted it out. He went six games without a shot on goal. And then his first shot and game seven goes in the net. Yeah. Not sustainable. <laughs> so the like Donskoy's Donskoy's 
the only he's basically had the entire bottom six of scoring look all on his own. Yep. If you take a couple of those goals away and you spread them out between Matt Calvert, Belmar, and Jost, you're feeling a million times better about the bottom six in general. Yep. Because right now, Pierre Edward Belmar, 23 games played, one goal. Okay. <laughs> Tyson Jost, 24 games played, one goal, two assists. JT Comfort, 21 games played, two goals, two assists. But even Logan O'Connor, three goals in 15 games. That's great. Zero assists. Yep. And one of those goals was definitely just nonsense. <laughs> that he just Off of the goalie's loose yeah. stick. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you're looking at it. And you know, Matt Calvert, he's only played the 13 games, but one assist. It, it, how... How many times in the last four games have we watched Matt Calvert go balls out towards the net for it to just result in the nothing? Yeah. And when we talk about, like, come on, like, you you just can't find your way to any of these kinds of points. When you consider, right now, nine games played for Dan Renuff, three assists. Versus, oh, hey, look, Bowen Byram, 15 games played, two assists. Yep. Like, when we talk about biggest disappointment from for me on the app so far this year, it's the bottom six of scoring. And it's a collective thing. Everybody has a guy that they want to blame. Oh, you can't do this with that guy or that guy or that. All these guys played together in the same bottom six last year, and all of them were just fine. You're halfway through the season right now, and we're looking at shockingly low numbers here. Yeah. It, as you put it, AJ, there's never a guarantee of positive regression, right? Yeah. But at some point, man, like <laughs> you have to think at some point it's gotta happen. It's somewhere along the way. You, you, when you put everything into context, right? You look at players, and maybe Belmar is one where it doesn't happen, right? There's never been a ton of offense there in that game. He's not getting any younger. There are other facets of his game where you have question marks this year. Honestly, you're not sure. And this is why we've had the conversation of potentially, is he the guy that they sit? But you look at the play of Matt Calvert. And you look at the play of Tyson Jost. And you have to say these guys put themselves in quality situations too often for this to keep happening like this. Yeah. Just if anybody was curious, Matt Calvert, I pulled up the, uh, the heat map for Calvert this year, (laughs) offensively plus 10 defensively negative two. Pretty good. So that, you know, with the more Calvert plays it's coming with that guy, you know, but when you look at Belmar offensively negative five, that's not good. Defensively, negative 10. That's great. But negative five, like you're a black hole and you're not finding your way to any kind of points at all. Yeah. And Tyson Jost is the same way. Tyson Jost is negative two offensive, negative nine defense. I've said a couple of times, Jost and Belmar are the same guy. Very similar right now. Like, and right now, you really don't just need one of them. Yep. So. It is what it is. 
Yeah. Certainly more production would be very, very nice for the ads out of their I didn't bottom. I mean to take there. 25 minutes on that one question. That's okay. It was because I know we have a lot of questions I, I actually wanted to tackle today. We got time. I ain't I ain't got anywhere to be. It's true. <laughs> we'll do one more question here in period two. Drew asks, if you could bring back one food, drink, or candy from the 90s, what would it be? And while AJ thinks about his answer, my answer is a cop-out because this still exists, but I haven't had one since probably close to the 90s. Our ring pops. What? Ring pops? Yeah, ring pops. Ring pops were amazing. I loved ring pops. Ring pops are still a thing. Yeah, that's what I said. I said they still exist, but like I haven't had one. I I asked a girl to marry me in ninth grade with a ring pop. Like, come on. Yeah, that was the end of the nineties. There's actually a song called Ring Pop. If you look at, it's by like a small artist that talks about uh, that she's okay with the ring pop. It's a really cute song. Yeah, Billy has my answer. It's Surge. What? Surge made like a brief comeback, but it's hard to find. But Surge was the shit. Nobody needs bad soda out here. <laughs> somebody, somebody just Jolt is also yes. Jolt is, was also great. I only ever had it in New Mexico when I was visiting my brother. I will allow Jolt. Jolt's okay. Yeah, <laughs> some nectar of the gods action, <laughs> dude. We don't need to know what you're doing with your ring pops. I didn't mean to bring that comment up. Why I meant to do Mr. Capri Sun, and then I, I read like, it, and I was like, God. I was like, Allie, why? I didn't mean to. <laughs> All anyway. right, so if you don't want to put a ring pop up your butt. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> She's about to drop you out of the show, son. <laughs> the Manscaped isn't on the read today, just so you're aware. Uh, but you can still use their products. Go do it. Uh, so we don't have like PTSD. So we don't have to be like worried about it. Yeah, everybody's not like on edge. We like, waiting for now. it. <laughs> okay. When am I gonna have to see these nuts? Oh <laughs> god, damn! <laughs> ah, I got them. Uh, all right. Yeah. So soda, I guess, is the answer that the chat agrees with for for ninety stuff. Gushers are still yeah. a thing. Yeah, gushers are still rocking, dude. I get them like twice a year just to be like, oh, this is why I don't need these. Yeah, they're not that good. Well, and there's like a, they, they come in like this, a package that's way too large for them. Yeah. And then you, so you open them up and it's like, there's six of these things in here. <laughs> and you're just like, this is stupid. I not- did see that Doritos brought back 3D Doritos of yeah. all things that they wanted to bring back. Not a 90s thing, but Guilty Pleasure, the Mountain Dew Doritos. Oh my god, I could eat those forever. I somehow missed these. Yeah, they're not particularly good either, but I loved them. They give you radioactive hands because the dust on them is like yellow-green. Fruit by the Foot, this, still, that's kind of the same as Gushers. It's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. I was say, you could go get Fruit Cocoa by, Pops fruit by the Pops is still right a now. thing. All the stuff is still here. Yeah. <laughs> same with High C. This is why they say millennials ruin everything. <laughs> All this shit still exists, y'all. Just go to the damn grocery store. People haven't been to the grocery store in a year, AJ. All right? It's, it's actually true. And you know what? It has been amazing for my anxiety. Yep. Anyway, no let's move on. Moving on. 
clearly on this podcast, sometimes you need insurance because you never know what ad read I'm going to bring next. So if you are looking for insurance for your car or home, there's a good chance you're probably overpaying right now. Gabby insurance can save you a ton of money. Just ask AJ. This dude was on the site the other night. I just, I just did this the other day and I saved, uh, I saved $340. Um, there you go. Uh, by I, using I, that service and switching my car insurance. So I think that speaks for itself right there. The man saved over $300. It's totally free to check. In a, in a year, not in a month. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, what? What are your insurance premiums, bro? You're <laughs> <laughs> the world's most dangerous driver. What's up? <laughs> Yo, Dunkaroos just came back. You could, I had Dunkaroos. It was a whole thing. Z was making fun of me endlessly. Anyway, head on over to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. Again, it's free to check and there's no obligation. They just want to get you the best insurance that you can get. So they don't sell your info either. So they're not using you as a product like so many sites will do this day and age. Sure. You will not get blown up with insurance calls and all that nonsense after checking out Gabby. They are just looking out for you and trying to get you the best insurance available. So head on over there. Make sure you get that slash DNVR on the end of their website to let them know that we sent you. We are also course brought to you by the one, the only DraftKings Sportsbook still giving you the $4 bet to win $256. The brackets are officially announced. All you have to do is bet on an underdog. And if they win, bang, you win $256. So if you really hate hate CU, go bet on Georgetown to win in round one. They're the big dog. (laughs) 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 If you got a good read on another game, Get in there. Get your bets in. Why not make yourself a little bit of money with DraftKings Sportsbook? They got you covered. Washington. Yeah, yeah, that's your vibe? Mm-hmm. AJ's bracket looking good this year? I haven't made it yet. Mm, Got to get on that. Got to get on that. Anyway, download the Top King Draft. Top King? Yeah, it's the Top King because it's the Draft King. Download their sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. You can get that $4 for $256 bet on an underdog for a limited time only. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Give them a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Bruto and AJ answering questions here. Our next question if you could only negotiate one at a time, who do you talk with first, Landy or Makar? And on. this one is quick and easy. The answer is Kale Makar. What? No, it's not. <laughs> Stop trolling. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You have all summer to negotiate with Kale Makar. You have a deadline on Gabe Landeskog. You have to get Landy yeah, done. You're right. But in a perfect world where you get Makar done, you, you, you negotiate it. with Makar first because he costs more. You have more cost certainty. Makar will get done after both Landis Cog and Group Power. In the real world, yeah. Makar's going to probably get done on like October 1st, right before the season starts. Yeah. But 
the same time, the same time that Rasmus Dahlin and Quinn Hughes are all getting done too. Whoever blinked first for the ten million dollars, basically, yeah. yeah. All four of those cats have expiring contracts and need new deals, and they're all coming up against each other without a good comp. So, because Thomas Shabbat's now two years ago, and in a flat cap world, I don't know. It's going to be really, really tough. I think it's going to be really hard now, especially with McCarr missing enough time here. The longer he misses, the more this hurts him. Yep, he's in losing that game for sure. Yeah, and this would be a really big conversation if this was his second year. But as his third year, if he misses, let's just say he misses another month. Yep. And he comes back in April, and he only plays 25 games this year. That's a big, a lot of missed games. They They have not gotten to see a full season out of him. We could be in real bridge conversation here. I wouldn't bridge him, but you could. I mean, look, if that's what, but again, it takes two. If he says, look, I'm not taking a long-term deal and I will only take a two-year deal or a three-year deal, he's still an RFA at the end of it. You kind of get through these next couple of years because it'll be a lower number. It'll be more like six or seven million instead of nine or ten. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to do McKinnon okay. and McCarr at the same time, but there's also a benefit to that because you can plan for it. Can you? I mean, yeah. if you if you bridge McCarr to McKinnon's deal, you're looking at two blank checks, like with knowing that McCarr is still an RFA and that you yeah. still have arbitration and all that 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 you could go through. All right, my wife says. She's DMing me, and she says, why Gushers? I love Gushers, but they're terrible, but I love them. So my wife agrees with someone in chat. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. An Shout out Rudolph's wife. It's super cool. Yeah, you can watch her play in WoW in the background until my studio is fully Here's set up. <laughs> See, everybody likes her. Yeah. Co- don't you say see. hi to my wife. She'll be super creeped out if you say hi to my wife if, and you see her. So don't do that. But she's cool. <laughs> uh, okay. Next question. I don't know what these are. AJ was trying to explain it to me before the show. But DB asks, are cinnamon bears good or bad? They're just really, really intense. <laughs> okay. Like, that's like a That's I don't. I would say bad because you buy a package of them. You can only eat like two of them. How many come in a package? I don't know. I mean, it's like gummy bears. It's know? like a gummy bear pack. Okay, yeah. I got it. I, I don't know. I like. I've never had them, so I can't honestly speak on it. Yeah. But they're just really intensely flavored. Dude, Teddy Grahams are delicious. Oh, Teddy Grahams are the shit. They're the perfect eaten bed food to get yelled at by your significant other. Like, I don't like chocolate, but chocolate Teddy Grahams, mm, so good. Dude, same. I'm also not a chocolate guy, but chocolate teddy grams are great. Yeah, it's it's like they they have some kind of something in their process that makes them so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next question. Uh, probably should have told you about this before if we're actually going to get into the analytics. But Paul asks, Miko seems to have brought in playing oh. much better defense this year. Uh, what are the analytics show? Basically, exactly the same. Yep. 
Sounds about right. Basically exactly the same. The <laughs> effort looks different. Um, we've seen him back check harder on important plays, but the on ice impact is almost identical. I looked it up because I saw this just as we were starting the show and I was curious, so I dug through a couple of things as quickly as I could and it was everything was coming up right in the neighborhood of how it's always been. Which is not it's not like a bad thing. He's he's very close to league average as a defender. Okay. Uh, I've had this question multiple times. There all right, these are two questions, but first of all, if you had to fight an Avalanche player, which player would you fight? And then secondarily, which current Avalanche player would you want help to survive on a deserted island? The 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 only I don't want to fight any of them. Yeah, me either. Um, but if I had to pick one, the only guy that I feel like I could stand a chance against is Sam Gerard. Agreed. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to. I'd rather just hang out with him. <laughs> I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fight any of them either. But you know, Gerard's I, just the smallest dude. You know what? I think I would say, give me Val Nachushkin. Because that dude doesn't know how to fight. Yeah, because we've seen him fight, and he looked totally lost. Also, if you just pick the smallest guy, and that guy still kicks your ass, you're really in for quite the hazing. But if a guy that's six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds, wails on you, okay. Are we talking like a hockey fight here, or can I like tackle this dude? Yeah, or like is kicking allowed? Yeah, what? We need to set some ground rules here. Yeah. I don't. I yeah. I'm. I don't want to fight any of them. No. I'm. All right. So who are you taking to a deserted island with you, dude? Landeskog. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole world will do absolutely everything it can to find that dude. <laughs> Hottest man alive missing. Yeah. Adonis goes missing. <laughs> Dude, that's headline news around the world. You think you don't I'm want? Picking, like, I'm picking the guy that is most likely to get me rescued. You don't think like an EJ or or someone who with some outdoorsy skills to like keep you alive at least in the immediate on the island? No. No. No faith in EJ's that. outdoor skills. I'm not. I don't think I'm worried about it because I'm I'm getting rescued within 48 hours. Yeah, like. <laughs> If 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 it's Landy, we're getting rescued, dude. I don't need I'll I'll need survival skills. Uh I think you underestimate how big the oceans are, but I've watched Castaway more times than I care to admit in the last six months. It, how long did was that dude on that island? Yeah. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Years. I will say I do quote I do quote that movie when I'm playing video games and every time I set something on fire. I love cuz that's my favorite scene in that movie is when he may, he sets the fire and he just goes, "Look at what I have created!" And I just think it's incredibly funny. <laughs> Uh, we have a super chat here from Joey. Should Logan O'Connor be moved up full time and if yes. you could get any backup goalie right now, who would it be? John Barnier. Bam bam, easy, knock him out, done. Uh, that's all the questions I had from Twitter. I don't know if you have more, AJ, or we can take some from the chat here. 
Either yeah, way. If anybody has any uh hit us with hit us with what you got. Rapid yeah. fire, lightning round. Yeah, throw something at us if anybody has a question. Always always down. We're just kind of hanging out chilling on a on a Monday, I guess. But you know, don't have anything better to do. So if anybody's got something on their mind that they want us to get into that is not the trade deadline, then yeah, which stay tuned for that. Got some things planned yeah. for the. It trade was not deadline. an accident that we eschewed all trade deadline questions today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Allie's removed people from the show before. Yeah, I've seen that happen. TDSP is where she has to drop the hammer. Yep. Um, like in the chat or you guys? I assumed I assumed us. Yes, I have had to mute or uh, take people out. Like uh, Brendan started talking about the Cardinals before Nolan. He ha- he doesn't talk about Nolan right now, which we appreciate. But talking about the Cardinals, and I was I like, bye, <laughs> goodbye. Yep, little things like that. But then Good. I bring them back. It's all in fun. Um. If you could resign Sad, would you Sad? Would you trade Burkowski? No, definitely not. Also, yeah. the Evs can't resign Sad, so it's not. So. Yeah, the only way that they can realistically resign Sad at this point is EJ does not come back in his career, yep. and they have the six million dollars of LTIR for the next two years. That's about that's it. the most realistic avenue right now. Um, does the, does, doesn't the prospect of Seattle making a huge offer to Landy scare the piss out of you? Yeah. I mean, if it's too huge, look, if, if they offer him $9 million over seven years, bye. No offense, but at that point you let him go. Just not worth the money. He will will not justify that kind of contract. I mean, we've had this conversation before. We think a lot of times a a lifetime have, so You know, barring something absurd like that $9 million deal you're talking about. And for the record, I protect him in the expansion draft to keep Seattle from having that conversation. Yep. Because Seattle's allowed to talk to the guys who are exposed, who are set to be pending UFAs. They're allowed to talk to them before the rest of the market opens. I'm protecting Landeskog to make sure that, assuming he hasn't signed before then, I'm protecting Landeskog to keep him from getting that number in his head. For sure. Uh, Evan S. who on the abs can dunk? Probably like all of them except for Sam Gerard. I bet if Ryan Graves tossed Sam Gerard in the air, he could dunk. He could. So, if depending on mechanics, everyone on the abs could dunk. All right. On a trampoline, they can all dunk. Uh, Pin King asks if you have if you have to fire one abs player and replace with yourself, who would it be and why? Easy. Great pattern because. Yeah. <laughs> I would get on the ice anyway, and they could right. just roll with 5D, and I'll cash an NHL check. Just which would change up. my life. Uh, that yeah, that one's you show up to the taxi squad day one, blow out your knee, and just cash the check. All right. It's either that or Hunter Miska, because then I can I can wear a shitload of pads and open doors. I'm pretty good at opening doors. Let me tell you, <laughs> is this like a skill of yours? <laughs> a talent. You're I've one of those people it. that can walk up and immediately decipher if it's a push or yep. a pull just Don't by even, looking at just, something specific. You just have it. You got the spidey sense. It's it's not that actually. I have a very weird knack for. You know how door handles randomly you just don't have to turn them sometimes and the door just opens anyway. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I have a knack for like I'll walk up to a door and I'll just know if it's one of those handles that you don't have to actually like turn to open the door. Huh. So practiced in my okay. door opening abilities. Um, Tyler's question about reseeding. Um, they reseed after the second round. The first two rounds yep. will all be played in division. One versus four, two versus three, and then the winners play each other. And then after that, when they have the final four teams, uh, they reseed based on regular stand, regular season standings. Yep. So you get four division champs, and then it's reseeded. Uh, is there a legitimate concern about the Avs medical staff? I This is not directed particularly at you, um, but I'm 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 really tired of this question. Just in yep. general, um, no. For right now, I will say no. If there we had one, if we had point. more information on the nature of the injuries, we could really start to parse blame there, if there is any. So one thing that I have gotten very tired of this season is just it's it's a human nature thing, but the insistent need to find blame for absolutely everything. Yep. Sometimes shit just happens, guys. I. And I think, look, I have no problem and myself am frustrated with not having timelines on any of these Avalanche players, but there's no, you can't blame the medical staff for any of these things unless there is something concrete to go on. And right now, the, the concrete knowledge that we have to go on and guys, EJ clearly hit his head. Matt Calvert, we know is concussion symptoms. Francois is a lower body injury that like pretty clearly required something major surgery or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the ones we know right now have nothing to do with medical staff ability. So yeah. it's true. We talked about this earlier. Like what did the medical staff do differently? when Belmar got kneed by a guy when we went knee on knee. Yep. You know, like it, it sucks. Um, I think the bigger concern is the guys that finish games and then disappear the next day. Bowen Byron, kill my car. Yep. It's so bizarre. Especially when you go back and you watch those games and you're like, nothing really happened here. Outside of Byron fighting a guy, which. I mean, the Byron uh, one is, is probably the weirdest one, right? Because Bednar like talked about him coming into the rink and talking to the medical staff and saying, Hey, I'm just not good to go. But it, yeah, I. It, the Avs are well within their rights to not release any sort of timelines. The NHL allows that, and so the Avs are taking full advantage of it. That's yeah. th- that you can be frustrated with, but it's not like they're doing anything they shouldn't be. So, is what um, it is. Gosh, all of a sudden, there's a lot of questions in here. Yeah, yeah, they came in quick. Um, would you would you give up a mid to late round pick to Seattle for them to take comfort if Saad would resign for his current contracts AAV? Sure, uh, if the Avs could afford it, yeah, yeah. I I if I'm Colorado, I would be trying to get Saad on the Tyler to Foley deal, four and a half mil. That would be sick for four years. I think that would be so 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 I mean, perfect. A- I see someone else in here asking about Alex Newhook. Alex Newhook makes JT Confer super expendable right now. So the funny thing here is Alex Newhook can only replace one guy. Correct. Because but- we've seen, we're like, oh, well, if he's going to replace Brandon Saad, he, okay, well, you have Alex Newhook. He just takes that job. 
Oh, if you lose JT Comfer in the expansion draft, oh well, Alex Newhook just takes that job. But this oh, is... you trade Nazem Kadri in the offseason. Well, he'll just now Alex Newhook just All takes right. that job. Guys, he can take one job. I, I don't know about the that Nazem Kadri conversation, but you're talking specifically right now about keeping Sod and moving Comfer. That's a pretty yeah. easy drop in for Newhook, even oh, if you flip that and it's it's keep Comfort drop Sod. Like that's probably your ideal outcome in yeah. this situation is that Comfort goes and Newhook takes that third third three C job. Yep. I so think. I think that's the I think that's the easiest the easiest thing. Um, there was another question: uh, What do they have to do with Newhook and Ranta when NCA season ends? You and I were actually talking about this yesterday. Yep. Both of those guys get ELCs that start next year. Yep. And uh they give one more year for Weiss, Lieberman, and Corman. Yeah. Yep. Because they weren't gonna like there's no threat of them signing Ryder Ralston or Matt Steinberg. So no. you just let those guys go. Uh junior years are usually make or break years, but for Clerman and Lieberman, I think they've been big step forward years and and Weiss. Uh big big step forward years. You want to see what the senior year brings for them. If they really want to, you're obviously taking the chance of them testing free agency next year. If they want to wait until August 15th of next year to test the market, I think it makes a lot more sense for Tyler Weiss than it does the other two. Tyler Weiss played himself into a real conversation this yep. year. People are going to be interested in him. There would absolutely be interest, and given all of the forwards that Colorado's probably bringing in ELCs, he might just look at that logjam, both in the NHL and AHL, and say, uh, well, thank you. Yep. So uh, that's just, that might be a case where he just walks on you, uh, and you live it's with okay. It, yeah. um, but Lieberman, I think especially, would be really smart to see, hey, look at how these guys are handling offensive defensemen over the last five years. They've really developed a lot of these guys pretty well. Let's see how they do. You know, let's, the, I'll go and play for the Eagles and then we'll go from there. Oh, greetings um, from Serbia. Let's go. Nuggets got nothing on us. We got Serbian fans too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hellison, I give another year. Yeah. Hellison, I think is fine. Signing you're talking about year. college UFA is the one guy that I think I, 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 I don't know that I would have interest in him if I'm Colorado or not. He's interesting, but Mike Hardman, you know, Newhook's line mate next to Matt Boldy. He's he's got good size. Uh, he's 6'1", 205 pounds right in that area. He plays a physical brand. I don't know that he plays with the kind of pace that he would need to um, just to be in the, in the NHL in general, but especially to play f- for Colorado. I don't know that he has that kind of pace in his game, but he definitely would fit a certain archetype that they lack in their system as a college UFA. Jolly Ranchers um, over Skittles all day, by the way. I love Skittles as a kid, but um, as I've gotten older, just like them, God, it just t- it takes so long to like chew them. Jolly Ranchers, you just pop in there, and then it's like Flavor Town until the thing's gone, and you're yep. you're good. Blue raspberry Jolly Rancher, elite tier candy. Oh, dude, watermelon all day. No, blue raspberry, and then grape, and then green apple. Oh, we agree on grape. Okay. Grape, grape is the shit. All right, green apple is the one that you throw at somebody because you don't. No, want it. that one's good. Get it out of here. The watermelon one is the tosser for sure. Oh my god, 
<laughs> this is a bad opinion. <laughs> Me and food, bad opinions. What else is new? <laughs> um, let's see. Did we did we blow through all of these? I think we got to most of them. Uh, I mean, to make Eck homework, stay tuned. Yeah, we'll do trade deadline stuff uh, separately. We have a whole plan for that for you guys that I think you guys will like. Yep. I do hate milkshakes. It's true. Milkshakes are bad. Yep. I don't know, yo. <laughs> I, learned, I really like uh, uh, blizzards from Dairy Queen, though. So, you know. I don't know. That's kind of like a milkshake a little bit. Dude, that's the coolest stuff ever when you go to when you go to DQ and they turn it upside down and it doesn't fall out. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Dude, I live for the little things in life, okay? I feel like that's just a yep, it's cold moment. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, the good food take for me, I don't know if I have one. Uh... Yeah, I don't. My, all my takes are bad. I like weird fast food that nobody else likes, and I dislike fast food that everyone loves. So, I got bad food takes. I'm fine with it. All right, here's a guaranteed good food take: the wings at the DNVR bar are legit. He gets them every time. Yep. Every time he's sitting there, and he'll get like a he'll get the tray, and he'll be like, "What'd you get?" And he'll just like look at me, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm okay." <laughs> That's about uh, that's about it. I find one thing that I like, and everything else sucks. So, you know, it's it's funny when you go out to to eat places like that, uh, where where it, it, that's how it works. Like, I there's always I always look at a menu before I go to a new place, and I'm like, oh, I would like to try these like three or four things, right? And when I get there, and when I try the first one, and it's really good, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I tried my thing, and I, I have found my the thing, thing here that, now. Yeah, it's really good at this place. Because it's like okay, I can either, I can either try a thing that I don't know if it will be good, or I can try it, or I can eat a thing that I know I'm going to like 100. percent Why All would right. I spend a lot of time trying things that could suck? All right, yeah. See, I'm with Rusco here. Flats over drums for sure. Oh, when it comes to wings, a hundred percent agree. All right, a hundred percent. Drums, I'm just, I get frustrated with the drums. I'm just like, <laughs> All right. And it's just like that. It's just like that. So maybe, maybe one decent hot food take I got oh, here. Dude, shrimp definitely over lobster. Yeah, I'm lobster's such an awful pain in the ass to eat. I hate it. Dude, it's so, like, in, in like eating, like, crab, like, it's just like, yeah. Dude. You know how much work I have to put into this? Burn more calories than I consume with that, man. Seriously. <laughs> like the Oh, uh, you know what I feel like when I when you like go to a seafood place and you're watching people go through the process of eating lobster and crab? I feel like the you know, you know those um toys that you give your dog? Yeah. And you put you you put food in them and they have to figure out the puzzle to get the food. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel when I watch people eat crab and lobster, and they're like <laughs> trying to breaking off like their way cracking things it, yeah. open, and they're like, "Oh, I'm ripping out meat, and like, oh, only this meat is the good meat," and you're just like, "What? The fuck? <laughs> this is so crazy." 
Yeah, definitely uh, not worth the struggle, to say the least. Um, all right. I think we covered everything. So, yeah. Ugh. Favorite flavor of sunflower seeds is none. Dill pickle. Dill pickle spits. Easiest question on earth. It's dill pickle spits or you're wrong. It's that that simple. I have bad food takes. That is not one of them. That is a correct take. All right. I am a connoisseur of sunflower seeds. You're just going to have to trust me on this one. <laughs> AJ, I know you hate real pickles. Trust me. These don't taste like real pickles. They're not bad. I don't like sunflower seeds. Okay. Well, you and my wife can enjoy that. My wife's allergic to sunflower seeds. I used to like literally eat sunflower seeds by the bag every day. And now I don't eat them at all anymore. Because I can't. Wow. This that was is... a really intense answer. All right. I did not think was yeah. good. Trust me. All right. I know, I know my shit when it comes to sunflower seeds. That's so weird. It's a very random fact that I've had thanks to all the baseball I played growing up. But That's why I don't like them. I didn't like sunflower seeds when I was playing baseball. There you go. You either I like was, them or you uh, don't. I was a peanut guy. All right. Well, that's just that's a fan take. All right. If you're playing baseball, you don't eat peanuts. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> okay. That's that's a bubble gum. The um, I have bubble gum. Sure, sure. Bubble gum's fine. Yeah, bubble gum was my thing. I that's what I liked when I played it. Allie, what about you? How do you feel about sunflower seeds? Ooh, I don't like them. Yes. All right. I have bad food takes, but I'm right on this one. The the rest, the all are wrong. Like I guess if I'm like. I don't know. Lindsay and Brandon love them. Like, and if they offer me some, I'll be like, okay. And then I'll have some and I'll be like, what is the point of this? Like, okay. And I would never buy them in the store at a stadium. Nothing like that. Just Big Leap Chew is the good bubble gum. Can confirm. My Definitely. mom, loves, my mom even loves Big Leap Chew. <laughs> Really this questionable for my brothers. going on there because you're like selling imitation mm. tobacco chew to children, but you corn know, corn nuts are awesome. Corn nuts are amazing. Ranch corn nuts. Yep. Mm. This is where Rudo and I 100 <laughs> percent agree on this one. I don't think I've ever had that. They're so good. Pure you get you get like the original ones, and it's just like you could have had ranch. <laughs> yeah, <You would laughs> like. Chili picante, acceptable. Yeah. Original, no. Ranch is... Alex, you... no. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say. Uh, there was a video that went viral of this girl in London trying ranch. She is like, we can't buy this in the UK. This is incredible. And so she was like, some of you have suggested like what I should try with ranch. And she was like, why is this not a thing in the UK and loved it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Like what other things do we have here that like people in other countries be like, what is that? Like I heard peanut butter is weird in other countries. Like people don't have that. I mean, you have like Vegemite and stuff down in Australia. Oh yeah. The guy, that's a highly uh, entertaining video of the guys trying that um, on the tailgate. What? I couldn't get through it. it was oh so my disgusting. god, it's so funny. Honor All I know is that I woke up and Z was laughing her ass off and was like, this is so gross to watch. And I was like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> Andre's reactions were just like, why? 
why do you need this much salt in the morning? Just eat potato chips. <laughs> root beer. That's an interesting one. Oh, I'm not a I, fan of root beer. Yeah, I hate root beer. Actually, right. you know, I haven't had root beer since I was li- your your taste buds change like every seven years or whatever is what they say. So I haven't oh. had root beer in a very very long time. So yeah. I would give it a try again. There have been some things that I were that were on the no eat list for a long time. Where now I'm like, oh okay, um, sure. like uh, buffalo wings, mm. like the actual like buffalo yeah, sauce. You, you like yeah. went to war with fries for a while there. That was uh, I was just tired of eating fries. And so I swore off fries for about uh, a full year, <laughs> which made going to, it was so funny because I went to Canada to see Z for the first time during my war on fries. And so poutine was like, okay. Ooh. And then this last time when I went back, I was back on team fry. And good boy, stuff. poutine is really good. <laughs> what? Even are the all right. So I found this picture because I thought of it. This is what uh, U.S. food looks like in a U.K. supermarket. Like this is their little U.S. food section. What First do we got? All, that's a lot of A1 steak sauce mm-hmm. right off the bat. <laughs> um, pop tarts. Pop okay. tart. A lot of pop tarts. There's a little bit of peanut butter there. There we go. Looks like marshmallow spread, which I've never had. Like I've used that to like, <laughs> AJ's face. I've used that to like make Rice Krispie treats, but never just like the fluff on its own. <laughs> uh, some syrup. Uh, canned pumpkin pie. Oh. <laughs> I don't. That is a shitload of candy. <laughs> yeah, just the whole like bottom four rows. Of course, are you have the Twinkies in there. Twinkies, looks like some beef jerky. Chocolate pretzels. Yeah. M&M's, all that stuff. Pepsi. What is marshmallow? Yeah, mateys. That's like the rip-off Lucky Charms, I think. Oh, Oh, it does look like it. Yeah, which is weird because Lucky Charms is right next to it. Yeah. Those are the... So you have... One kind of cereal with different names, and then yeah. you have Reese's Puffs of all things. All right, don't knock the Reese's like Puffs. Fruit. Okay, I hate Reese's Puffs. I have oh, my whole life. They're so disgusting, wrong. and I can't eat Pop Tarts anymore. Um, there was a gaming trip when um, Super Smash Brothers came out oh, on the Wii, and literally for four straight days, all Gorga and I ate was. Pop tarts right out of the box and uh, microwavable pizzas. For some <laughs> reason, microwavable pizzas are still fine, but I can't. I haven't been able to eat pop tarts since. I've tried a couple of times and I just can't get through them. Yikes. We were at the supermarket yesterday and saw frosted strawberry milkshake. What in the world is that? Pop tarts try so hard to be that like sounds Oreos. terrible. With these crazy ass flavors, and it's just like just stay in your lane, guys. Yeah. Is a pop tart a calzone? Don't don't start this. <laughs> uh, that is definitely pop rocks in the fifth row there on the bottom left. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, this is what uh, England thinks of American food. Uh, it's all it's all candy. It's all junk. I'm surprised there isn't like ramen in there. 
probably in the Asian food section. Well, yeah. I know, but like I feel like raw, like that ramen cup of noodle is very much like an American, Americanized. Yeah, that's like a thing that college kids yeah. eat because they're poor. As fuck. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a poor thing here for sure. <laughs> you know, and with the way that the United States is, that's why so many people have that <laughs> and eat that and have specific uh, memories in their life. About it's so it. funny because it's like we don't have health care. And so it's like, oh, we have to eat super cheap. And now we need health care because we've destroyed our bodies eating this garbage. One dollar noodles. Yeah. I lived off of the 11 cent ramens at Walmart for a couple of years. 11 cents. Damn. It was 18 cents when I went up to CSU. Yeah. When they, when they, when they went up, I remember like revolting. I was so angry. Because it wasn't like it went like 11 cents, 12 cents, 13 cents. It was like 11 cents and the next, and then it was like 17 cents. And I was like, you mother. <laughs> I'm poor. I can't afford this. Chicken ramen or you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken was the only good flavor. So. Does anybody have any hockey stuff that we can talk about? Yeah, I don't know. I think we're winding down the show, to yeah. be honest. We've gone off the I'm rails. Honestly, here, I'm so. honestly just bored, and I've got nothing to do for most of the rest of today. And it's like, this is like a thing that I can do. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know. Chat and YouTube comments after the fact. Like, we're thinking about doing like a show maybe once a month where we just like shoot it for like three or four hours. Like, yeah. Do y'all want that? Would that be a thing that people are interested in? Where, because like after last night's game, we were both just sitting around like we just want to talk hockey all day. Uh, that's what I was going to ask next. If you would be interested in that, what time is that? Like a cool thing to have, like while you're working, like right now, where you have us like on another screen. True. Or is it better like later at night? Yeah, yeah. we could do it. Like, is that is, would that be a thing where we're like watching NHL games together? Like, sure. like, like watching I'm, different NHL games and hanging out. An Avs off night and you just put up a bunch of games, yeah. Yeah. And oh, something to also mention is we've done, I don't know, I don't know if most of the chat knows this, but we have done like Big Betting Bonanza style where we go live for like an entire day if there's an eight there we've done it with NFL. We're going to do it with college basketball and we'll definitely do it when the playoffs start with uh NBA and NHL. So we'll just be live for like well, seven hours. I think this next live that we're going to do on Friday with Big Betting Bonanza is going to be from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, watching games. There's a thing called ColorCast where uh, you can put live television or sports on, and then the people that are using it can just talk over it. Ooh. And so I know people have been like, hey, could you guys, can we hang out with you guys like during an abs game? And the answer is a hard no because yeah. Rudo and I. Do we not got, talk during games. We got a lot of work to do at that point. <laughs> like, it, it is quiet. When when they're watching at the DMVR bar, it's like Ryan and I are making like a little comment or question or something, and then they'll answer, but it's very much like locked yeah, in. Yeah, we're very locked in on things that are happening. But I, I I, think a night where we hung out and used like the color cast thing, we could look into it more, uh, where we kind of like commentate on a game. Like we pick like an Islanders game. Obviously, I'm suggesting an Islanders game but we can pick any game we could we could watch some of the crazy shit happening in canada pick a bc game the yeah, what like whatever right we could totally if bc and oh. minnesota play each other in the ncaa tournament we should absolutely do that shit 
but like we're just thinking about because there are some times where we just want to hang out and just chill with chat and talk hockey and have it be like less of a guided show and more of a hey we're just hanging out today talking we have to do a show today and instead of being like well we're gonna make it up and talk about injuries for 45 minutes something like this yeah twitter with live video is a good way to put it um Brad brings up, still remember the free agency yeah. frenzy stream, which where absolutely nothing happened. I didn't know day. that the guys were going live during that time. So I just like hopped on because I think I was about to go live for another show. And I see that they're live for four hours and I like click on the stream and it's just silent. And I was like, are you, do you guys know your lot? Like what's happened? And there was 200 people just chilling watching and it is just silence on the stream. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what is this? Why is it quiet? Why are 200 people watching this? It's been four hours. And, but it was a great stream. There, so many people uh, ended up watching it and loved it. But I remember being so confused as I logged on and I was like, do they know that they're alive? <laughs> Yeah, so I tell them that was just a tough day. There's some downtime in a four hour stream. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, uh, Ryan. We have not, or we'll clear it this week. All right, after reset, he died. Yeah, we're on, we're on sire 12% is our best. So we have a lot of people. So we've got so, so we have people saying at night, then we have other people saying there's too many sports at night, love it in the afternoon. Uh, so maybe we'll see, we'll do one in the afternoon, one at night, and we can you know, figure out, like, what's the best. The ideal for this is, like, on an abs off day with, like, yeah. a like a Sunday afternoon yeah. like, matinee or game. just hockey all day type of thing, yeah. Yeah. All right, like, we're, uh, honestly, give it a year and the DNVR streamer house will be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're headed, all right? Uh, oh. Anyway, That'd I think cool, it's... Man. I think it's time for today, at least, to get out of here. So thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We really appreciate all of you. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. really helps us out. You can hit the bell to get notifications every single time we go live as well. If you're on the podcast, keep doing what you're doing. We love all y'all doing it that way as well. Again, even if you're not live, feel free to leave a comment on YouTube if you want to see us do those longer shows. So. Yeah, yeah, and again, we're, it's just like once a month we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, not here. often. Yeah. And we also will be doing uh, shorter form content as well for YouTube. So if you're listening on the podcast side, still make sure to check out our YouTube because there's a lot more that will be on there. And that is on there that isn't just this podcast live. You've got all of Rudo's um, game reviews, and then we'll have a lot more other content that's going up on there that's shorter formed, quick, more informed, like visuals and all that type of thing that will be a lot of fun and you should check out. I, I will say there's a suggestion in here for pregame. I'm not interested. The yeah. only time I would I would care to talk about pregame is when we come close up well when we're in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean and even then it's an iffy proposition. Yeah. I let's be honest, we're we're at our best in the postgame breaking down things and analyzing. It's, yeah. We know who we are to yeah, that degree. <laughs> definitely. Um, I can only get so hyped so many times. <laughs> right. And if you need more of like a pregame ish show, normally the big bets or uh, DNVR bets daily is talking about 
the Avs game, if there's an Avs game on at four, or tonight the Nuggets, and talking about bets you can place, things like that, what's going on. So you can always check that out too. Obviously, I know you all love Rudo and AJ and want to see their faces, but get your bet. There's also another another form. All right. Look. Talking about Rockies is all right sometimes, but we're not doing that today. Thank you once again to everybody. Appreciate the Super Chats especially. I hope all of you have a wonderful rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you guys post-game tomorrow.